The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother. I mean, advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. Bienvenidos. I'm your littlest brother, baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Lamps. Lampos. Here's looking at you, Lampos. It's the talented Mr. Olympus. Give me those five rings. I'm going to put them all on my fingers and show off my beautiful rings to my friends, Olympos. Just yes, like that- Sonic the Hedgehog. We're after them rings. That's right. Americans and Chinese and other people are all on the hunt for those five rings. All of them. Hit. Americans, ch- Americans, Chinese, Fran- France, Everybody. and the other ones. Five rings of various colors have been hidden throughout Rio de Janeiro, and these proud Olympians must work together to follow the clues to find all the five rings. One of them you only find through geocaching. One of them you got to solve the mummy's tomb, I think. Just looking at the lineup of people, looks like both Big Australia and Little Australia made it out to this one. Welcome to the Limpos, boys. I'm so, so excited to be here. I'm so happy. Now, this is why we sports. This is it. There, this year, there is a team, and I thought that this was very profound. Uh, there is a team comprised entirely of people who thought Batman versus Superman was, you know, not too bad. Mm-hmm. That's and it's strange that they have like a flag and everything. Yeah, they're in the UN and, and they're our strongest NATO ally. Yep. Uh, do want to say just 18 hours after this year's limpos began, uh, I am very proud to announce that West Virginia, a West Virginian, won the state's first gold for this. For, uh, not for and this not ceremony. just. And not just any West Virginian. Not just any West Virginian and not just any sport. What sport did West Virginia roll up and crush in? You guessed it. Shooting things. We Yay. did it. Yay. We took the golden gun. And uh, her name is Virginia Thrasher, which is so fucking choice and money and good. Yeah. Uh, she actually goes by Jenny Thrasher. How fucking cool is that? Thank you to Jenny Thrasher for the inspiration. Um, and this episode's dedicated to you. And it inspired me watching Jenny Thrasher, Thrasher get up there and just gun, like, and gun so tight. I decided I, I'm going to take part in the 2020 Olympos. Oh man, me too, Griffin. I've actually been training already. Um, what are you, what are you training in? Uh, I'm training in swimming, mostly uh, the butterfly. Um, okay. I've been training with Michael Fred Phelps who is Michael Phelps' dad, and who unfortunately shares a name with Fred Phelps. Yeah, that's too bad. So you swim, you swim and he's like, you could have done that a little bit faster. Also, um, I don't think that bisexual people should be able to vote. Yeah. Like, Fred, Fred Phelps, yeah. why? If why? You, if you um, swim better, God will kill people because he's ashamed of you. Oh, okay. I decided that I think I'm going to do leg wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to get there. No one's quite sure where the 2020 Olympics are going to be. A lot of people said, uh, I, and I say that, and I'm looking at our producer now, 
And the producer's letting me know just sort of emphatically that a whole sort of panel got together and decided it would be in Tokyo. And no, I'm just, no, no. I'm, they say I'm still that. not sure. They yeah. say that, but at the last minute, they're going to send out like Wonka-esque tickets to let you know where to go. Because they just don't want it swamped by like spectators and visitors. They just yeah. want to keep it pure for the sport. Now, it is going to be in Tokyo, apparently. I'm getting, they're just really emphatic. It's in Tokyo. And I would love to show everybody how I leg wrestle in the Japanese style. I'm looking oh, forward to that. Yeah, I thought you were going to demonstrate it here on the call somehow. I, I just did. We're not, we're not even close to each other, but I'm, my leg is in the air right now, and I'm flailing it. Justin, what sport? No odd job, Goldeneye. Oh. Uh, I've been pushing for a long time, uh, and finally we got it in. Uh, they've had Goldeneye for a long time, but I think me and a lot of the other e-athletes, or e-athletes as we prefer, uh, or thought, e-athletes, e-athletes, uh, prefer, like, we thought it was unfair that whatever yeah. country got the first controller, just, like, quickest on the draw, got to be our job, and we just didn't think our job should be in, so we, we, we protested, and eventually we got, now the Olympics have um, no odd job, mm-hmm. Goldeneye, odd job, Goldeneye, and all slappers, Goldeneye. Oh, is it all licensed to kill? Yeah, uh, yeah that's a good course. question. Yeah, obviously. They don't want these matches to drone on for hours on end. Uh, but I'm um, really I, happy to represent my country and not choose odd job. <laughs> you know, I have a secret strategy, though, that I've been working on I wanted to share with you guys. Tell come me now. Real, come in real close, because I don't want the Ruskies to hear. Uh-huh. I'm going to choose odd job. <laughs> well, now, <Okay>. hold on. <laughs> Um, I've just changed my mind. Leg wrestling is out the window because it seems like it would be very difficult and very taxing. And I, I'm looking at the list now, and there's a lot of exciting new opportunities. And I think I'm going to go with beach curling. Oh, okay. Oh, that's fun. It's a new curling. It takes place on the beach, and the course is much shorter. I, I have actually switched mine now, too. I'm going to switch my major. And I'm oh, gonna boy. S- I'm going to start studying for slowest runner, and it's the last person to cross the finish line loses. These races can take months. They take a while, yeah. Take it's a mostly long just, time. The last person to, like, miss their family, yeah. really, because that's how most of the people are just like, I want to go. I would love to go home. I'm actually going to be doing metal detecting this year. Uh, I've Changing been it up again, long- huh? Yeah, it's nice. It, the really nice thing about it is you can walk into anybody else's event just midway through mm-hmm. and just do yeah. your biz. You know what I mean? You could stop the beach volleyball midway through and just do do the thing. I'm actually going to um, switch mine too. Oh, okay. Traps is just going to switch his real quick. I'm going to switch mine to uh, mystery barbecuing. Oh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? Well, you get the meat, but you don't know what the meat is ahead of time or even during sometimes, and you just Great. serve it to the people, and you have to prepare, usually blindfolded, and you're just given a strange meat that you have to cook and prepare. Um, hold on one second. I got to grab my phone. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Hey, I need to cancel my application for beach curling. This is Griffin McElroy. Yeah, I changed change that for me. Devil sticks, 100 meter. <laughs> Devil sticks. Devil sticks, 100 meter. Okay, bye. I've changed mine uh, again. I'm, I'm going to have to change mine one more time. Travis is just changing his real quick. I'm going to have to do head to head yo-yoing. Okay. Um, a lot of tang- a lot of tangled up strings oh, in that it, one, and it can get, can get bloody in there. A lot of black eyes. Uh, a lot of walked dogs. Yeah, can uh, get very violent in there. Sending an email real quick. Cancel Devil Sticks order <laughs> application and um, f- change to fancing. <laughs> Send. That's fencing with fans. Uh, with dance, uh, you were close, but it was uh, sort of a sort of a dance fencing. It's just sort of a yeah fancing. No, actually, I'm sorry. Changing that. Instead, I'd like to do fancing 
And that's just where you get as fancy as you can get, and you just sort of con- you have a contest with it. Okay, so. okay. my page is looking forward. On. Looking forward to taking the platinum home on that one. It's even better than gold. Nobody's ever gotten it before, but I will. My page is going off. Hold on one second. Let me check it. Okay, it's a message to call phone number. Let me call. Beep boop boop beep. Okay, that was me from the future. I've been informed that I have changed my category in the future oh, to freestyle bad boy. Oh, uh, okay. so, nice. yeah, leather jacket, pomade, sunglasses, anything goes in freestyle oh. bad boy. Uh, right. Yeah, it's 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 an open field this year because I'm the only one participating, and I, and I think I could have a good shot at least bronze. Oh, I'm I'm gonna send an email real quick just if I could. <laughs> Let me just switch it. I'm just gonna switch to synchronized vests. Okay. Um, and just see. Yeah. Oh, there was an opening. I was able to get into the American team. This is great. Oh shit. Uh, hey guys, hold on one second. Somebody's just thrown a rock through my window, and it's, uh, oh, it's me, and it's an application from myself. I'm changing categories to, let me read here. Sorry, the note's really crumpled up. It's wrapped around a rock. It just says Richard Gear. <laughs> so I'm going to, ch- I guess I'm changing mine to, to Richard Gear. Oh, uh, sorry, I just got a notification. <laughs> They've actually changed synchronized vesting to world's nicest rap battler now. So okay, we'll see so how it's that like, goes. Like no cussing or and a lot of compliments. It's mostly just flattery, but in okay. rhyming couplets. Yeah, okay. Uh, I just got a DM from Olympics and they say that they would prefer that I change my category this year to no scope surgery, real patients only. And it says XXX on it. So I'm not sure that's supposed to be kind of an edgy thing, but I am going to be doing surgery, untrained surgery, because I'm a, you have to be an amateur, uh, surgery on real patients without a scope. No scope. Oh. An owl just landed in my window. It's oh, it's letting me know that I've been signed up for world's best grandpa. I don't That's know. Crazy. I don't even know what I do in that one. Uh, I just got a uh, notification that I have received the gold medal for owl impersonation for tricking Travis. What uh, he was an owl oh, the whole Jesus. time. Sorry guys, they just threw another rock through the old window. It was already broken. I don't even know how they did that. But I just got a new category here that I apparently have just been somebody else signed me up for it, and it just says Olympics. <laughs> Super, super, duper weird. Uh, I just got a, a text message that we have all won the gold medal for Olympics category choosing, and and, and the uh, anti bronze for uh, improv comedy. We've actually <laughs> yeah. done it's so a sort good of it's a sort one. of acid that you apply to bronze, and it just sort of dissolves it. Yeah, just all metals. Uh, one last fact that I wanted to share with everybody before we move on: uh, West Virginia's shooting domination. There are five people competing in the Olympics this year that are uh, uh, West Virginia University graduates. Uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah. David Johnson is the manager of the team, WVU. Jenny Thrasher, Natch. Here's the best. Nico Campriani and Petra Zublasing, both from Italy. Italy's like, hold the phone. I hear there's a state where people are shooting so right. <laughs> we got to get them. It's, it's what and we've always raised you to be, little one. Ziva Dvorak from Slovenia has been called home to shoot shit <laughs> for her Tight. country. We got this. Um, should we so, do advice? Yeah, good. Best of luck, actually, to to all of our um, athletes who are from West Virginia and are competing on USA teams only. USA, G- USA. <clears throat> Jenny Thrasher, I don't know if you're like if you got plans now, if you're like on your way home or whatever. But if you want to dip into another event and just like check shit out, I I ain't mad at you. Yep, go just for it. Keep I bet winning. You, just see. Just just keep wait till they stop you. And if you want to be on our podcast, basket, basketball, like, judo, let us know. You can be on our podcast, Jenny. That would be sweet. That would be uh, dope. 
Uh, so let's get into the advice. I'm ready if you're ready. Yeah. Yes, let's do it. My friend's dog is extremely unsettling and disturbs me greatly every time I visit. He has a very human-esque eyes. You can see the whites that don't look like a dog's at all and don't reflect in the light. When I go to the bathroom at night, he's just sitting there waiting for me in the hallway. And he will sit on the couch like a man and watch the TV. He was found in the precious... Uh, oh, sorry, not precious. The precious <laughs> owner. The precious owner. No, he was found in the previous owner told my friend to keep him, thus passing on the curse. To top it all off, he has a human man name. Everyone loves my friend, tells him his dog's a human man in a dog's body. But he says he's, quote, trying his best. <laughs> Please help. So that's from Spooky Snacks in South Philly. P.S. It sounds like I embellished this or even made it up for the goof. But please understand, I'm living in constant fear. <laughs> okay, point of order. You can't tell yeah. us that the dog has a human name and not give and us not the dog's name. Please. What's the dog's name? Bert? Let's go with Bert. Bert Philly? is a dog's name, though, that a human used once and thought it was funny. Mm, um, uh, I, it's Jason? How about Ethan? Okay. Ethan is excellent. Yeah, no dog has ever been named Ethan. Or Aiden? Can you imagine a dog <laughs> named... Come here, Aiden. Roberto um, Benini. Ethan is good. So, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of elements at play here. But I think I pieced all the elements together in a uh, beautiful uh, puzzle. And have you seen the trailers for this movie, Nine Lives? Yes. With <sighs> Jennifer Garner and Kevin Spacey as a cat. And I think that um, somebody casts, like, a wizardly spell on him to turn him into a cat. And I think the wizard was... Oh, it's the guy with the voice. That, it's um, it's Walken. It's Christopher it's Walken. Walken. It's Christopher, Christopher Walken, Walken, who I guess only appears in movies to teach dad's lessons with magic. <laughs> click. Like, I refuse to believe this is not a spiritual successor to Click. Like, it has yeah. to be, right? It's called Meow. Um, so in Meow, Kevin Spacey plays a cat, and I think he just loved it so much. And after they finished shooting, they're like, "Thanks, Kevin. This movie's gonna suck ass, and it's we're gonna but we're gonna make so much of that dumb kid money." And he's like, "I know, I love it. Hey, let me ask you a question, Claire. Um, could is there a real magic man that can turn me into some sort of bedeviled animal?" And they said. Geez, Kevin, with that accent constantly, um, yeah, I think we can hook you up with somebody. Bing, bang, boom. Long story short, we got a dog, Kevin Spacey, on our hands. True story, though. Mm. What is wrong with you, Kevin? Yeah, Kev. Kevin, do you have a second? You went from House of Cards to Elvis and Nixon to Nine Lives. You're spinning out of control. You, you are you, an American beauty. You, your latest film that is currently in post-production and due out 2017, I know nothing about it, but it's literally called Baby Driver. <laughs> <laughs> Does Kevin. the man who made K-Pax have something on you that's yeah. blackmailing you into these movies? Who is making Unless you do this, got, Kevin? Maybe K-Pax was a true story. He's got a fucking alien brain up there and capable of making good decisions. It can't be the money, right? I'm just worried that maybe we're dealing with a Dave situation where Kevin Spacey is laying like in a sickbed somewhere and they hired an actor who looked like Kevin Spacey uh, to play Kevin Spacey. 
Oh, I thought you meant Meet Dave, and you were talking about the similar decline that Eddie Murphy did when he threw himself down a well that had a sign in front of it that said the Pluto Nash Hole. No, no, not his Nash Hole. I mean, like, uh, the movie Dave, where maybe Kevin Klein is pretending to be Kevin Spacey. That's fun. That's just good fun. (laughs) (laughs) You're Kevin Spacey. Okay. Yeah. Okay, wait, give me a minute. Okay. I'm there. Someone slides across... A, a piece of paper uh, to your from your agent to you. Your agent slides a piece of paper to you. It reads, a stuffy businessman finds himself trapped inside the body of his family's cat. That's yeah. the log line. What Where does the on, cat go? Does the cat control Kevin Spacey? What on earth did they tell Kevin Spacey to get him to agree to appear in this motion picture? Yeah. And we will give you a lot of money. Hey, um, hey Kevin, <laughs> it's got, hey, you know Arrow? His brother's in it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember the first time I saw the trailer for Nine Lives starring Kevin Spacey. Um, I saw how bad it looked, and I actually reached my hand into the screen, like in persona, and my I was able to get like my whole torso and head inside of the trailer, and I grabbed Jennifer Garner's hands, and she was like, pull me out, you can save me! And I tried, but my hands were too slippery and greasy, and I let her go, and she fell back into the movie. Aww. But I almost, I almost got her out. The first time I saw the preview for Nine Lives, I said out loud to Teresa, I look forward to hearing the Flophouse episode about that movie. Uh, they already did it. It was called A Talking Cat. Anyway. You said that wrong, Griffin. A Talking Cat? Thank you. Um, how about we just spent seven minutes just kind of doing fun riffs on Nine Lives. Um, and I think just be cool. It's a dog and feed it some snacks and be <laughs> And maybe good don't do it. anything too embarrassing around it so that when it turns back into a humor, it's not like, oh, I'm so happy to be human. Also, Derek like gets his balls out everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Um, also, you can set Kevin Spacey free. I haven't seen Nine Lives, but it definitely ends with them. If they can say their dad's name at the cat, then they transform back. So you just got to figure out kind of what actor that makes bad choices is the dog mm-hmm. and just just yell a bunch of names at him. I, I mean, start with Kevin Spacey, for God's sakes. Do you guys want a Yahoo answer from the service? No, I just feel like I don't know if we help them or not. Oh, cool. We're, then we're on par. Uh, this one was sent in by Joel Azose. Thank you, Joel. It's by Yahoo Answers user Anonymous. Column Chargo. Yep. At Chargo asks, what's a cool catchphrase to say before you throw up? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to say something cool before I vomit from drinking too much. Any suggestions? <laughs> Uh, before, not after? Yeah, no, it's gotta be, well, I could, I let, I think let's free ourselves up. Let's give ourselves a little bit more comedy rope and say it could be either one. But I think it's funnier if you say it before to almost announce it. hmm And, you know, because everybody says something embarrassed when they throw up. Everybody has a post-throw up catchphrase already. Uh, what if you, like, just before you throw up, you yell, like, I have something to add, <laughs> or I'd like to interject something, and then you throw up. <laughs> That could be fun. It's especially good if you're getting really drunk at like an art exhibit or some kind of like poetry jam <laughs> somewhere where people are having very like elitist conversations <laughs> and you can walk up like, mm, that's a very interesting point about Chaucer. I have something to add. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I think oh, it could that's be... a very interesting point about Chaucer. I have something to add. It's a really good catchphrase. Yeah, it's a, it may be a little bit wordy. You're going to rush through it. Like, you know it's coming. Like, oh, that's very funny. I'm talking about Chaucer. <laughs> um, Definitely the longer buildup you could have before the better. I think you should kind of give it like a bard-esque <laughs> opening. Sort of like, uh, excuse me, if I could ask everyone to attend the tale. Noblemen, <laughs> noble ladies, gather around and I shall delight your blah. See, that's ting, the thing. Ting, you ting, don't know. Ting, you... ting, 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 ting. I'm sorry. If I could have everyone's attention, I, you're probably wondering why I've called you all here today. <laughs> you have no idea how long it's going to take. That's the thing about Yartsons. You never know how long it's going to take, right? So the, the inverse, it could also be like, mm, I also have something interesting to add about Chaucer. <laughs> 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 They're like, what are you doing? Shush. <laughs> um, I think it's very embarrassing to do it. It's yeah. so embarrassing. Yeah. You basically, it's basically like a like a bathroom thing. <laughs> and I would never do that in front of a person. So I think the best thing to do is kind of couch it and just be like, what I'm about to do is going to be a prank. <laughs> And so people are like, what the fuck? And be like, prank to you. So, do you think after you puke, you can look everybody dead in the eye and just be like, just kidding? Oh, that just before me. you vermit, you scream, check out these special effects. Yeah, and then you do it. And then while you're crying, because I cry every single time I throw up, um, I just look up everybody and I go, that was fake. <laughs> oh, That can be fun. What if your catchphrase is something like, don't eat the dip, and then you threw up. Yeah, that was. But what if you made the dip? Oh no! Well, oh, you make the dip every time, and then you don't eat the dip because then that also plants into everyone's minds who have had the dip. Like, oh no! And so they all feel like they're like living on on a borrowed time. But then when they don't vomit, they're so relieved that they find a new lease on life. Maybe you could go with something like I was really close to my grandpa. I used to spend a lot of summers in his cabin. And I'll never forget his final words to me. They were... Because if you did it enough times, people would eventually be like, I wonder if that's... You guys think that's what happened? That could have... That might have happened. He's told that story a lot. What if... We're being a little... None. These are all just very good. But none of them are really catchphrases. Mm-hmm. That's you want, true. A catchphrase is essentially... Uh, um, a it establishes a Pavlovian response. We have to have something so concise and mimetic that when you say it, people know what's going to happen next. So maybe just something like in a baby voice, just like, uh-oh. And if you say it just like that at a party, people are like, oh, damn, where's Jerry? Get him outside. <laughs> what, what about something a little bit more T-shirt, like, bada-bing, bada-boom, give me some room. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, still very. You're. You're gonna. Uh oh. You cannot yarts in the middle of because the word itself <laughs> sounds like a yarts. That could you you'd be like bada bing bada boop. What if you just yell Omar coming? Omar coming could be fun, but it's taken and used. Wow. Uh, not like this. Um, eighties kids will love this one. Uh, maybe right before you puke, you say first find the orange flag, gets a free Casio keyboard, and then just puke <laughs> everywhere. Kind of give them, or maybe just if you want to go simple, just physical challenge. Then puke everywhere. Yeah, because it is a physical challenge. It is a physical challenge. This hurts me more uh, than it hurts you. What if you just yelled like, "Hold my arms back"? Because it's confusing. Because most of the time you would say hair, and it would leave yeah. people wondering what you usually do with your arms when you vomit. Sometimes my arms and back. <laughs> that would be a good one. 
<laughs> that puke you like's gonna come back in the style. They just puke on everybody. And then after you puke, you can just look at them and go, damn fine. And, yeah. and that's fun. That's fun, kind of cultural. That's the thing that people don't do. The after, nobody ever, ce- I don't think people celebrate the natural human bodily function of vermiting enough. Yeah. And I think that you could just like turn around and be like, what was that? <laughs> Am I right? Like, Wait. or just turn around like, 10 out of 10. Could you lean into what was that as though it's never happened to you before? <laughs> like, you really didn't know that that was one of the holes where that thing happened. What could that have been? Oh, that's good because you can get the build up and the after of like, what, what, is, what is this feeling? It would be amazing if it could be a payoff. Like, in every conversation, you're in the party before you find a way to work it around to the fact that you don't think vomiting exists. And then when you, <laughs> then when you do, it's like, oh, my God, my eyes have been opened. This is Can astounding. Can you believe Chuck was claiming he vomited earlier? <laughs> that yeah, guy. What is he, a Tex Here, Avery cartoon? Come on. Here's what I think you do. Because if you if it's something that's happening to you because you party a little bit too hard, and I get, I get very nauseous when I drink. Uh, I know it's like. I think if you know you're about to go somewhere where you're about to really party arty, then you tuck a small key in between your gums and your cheek. And you put a little handcuff key in there. And then when you yarts, you let the key come out of the mouth. And you get it. And you hold it up. And you say, oh, thank God. I've got to go. And you run out of the house. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> what they don't you, know is you've eaten a bunch of handkerchiefs earlier. You, you when call, you vomit, you, you just start yeah. pulling them out and then say, ta-da. You, you, pick, you fish yourself out of, out of your pocket. And you say, you hold it to your ear and you go, Susan, I found it. I'm on my way. And <laughs> or you throw up an engagement ring and then immediately get down on one knee to whoever your next. <laughs> Just to. whoever. Whoever it is. Just whoever's closest. Because uh, they're going to say no because you're a big vomit boy. Um, <laughs> but at least it looks like you staged an elaborate proposal and then you got shut down. So now you're going to get a little bit of pity, not for the vomiting, but probably also for the vomiting. Okay, so so you don't propose. Maybe you just get the ring and just like, oh, this is embarrassing. Okay, this was not supposed to go like this. I had a whole uh, 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 Bruno Mars song queued up and everything. Okay, this is embarrassing. Recently, my girlfriend was asked by her best friend to be her maid of honor at her upcoming wedding. She asked her by presenting my girlfriend with a bottle of wine that had a customized label printed on it that said, will you be my maid of honor? My girlfriend, of course, said yes, and life is good. However, my question is, should we drink the wine or are we supposed to leave the wine inside as some sort of artifact to commemorate this special occasion? Would it be even more rude not to drink it? And that's from Not Drunk Enough Yet in New Jersey. Uh, my in-laws threw me a, uh, and, and some of uh, Rachel's friends from St. Louis who went to visit. Um, they threw us a surprise baby shower there and somebody brought little uh, It's a Boy um, lollies. And I was like, fuck yeah. I took one, unwrapped it, popped it right in my gob. Didn't even think twice. Didn't mm-hmm. even think twice about how this will be a treasured little <laughs> artifact. I just like, oh, cool. <laughs> it's a blow pop. <laughs> Considering you're in, you uh, uh, co-host a podcast with a man who, uh, at the age of 12, ate his own It's a Boy cigar from his birth. His oh, yeah. own cigar from his birth. And I think you're in fine company here. It's a genetic trait of, I guess, just to define that trait, we're shitheads. Just shitheads who love gum. <laughs> Judging from your uh, tone and your the, your username, it sounds like we're really talking about time frame here. 
It yeah, does not yeah. sound. It's a, it's, it's going to happen, right? Like they're going to well, crack it open. And the problem is, the longer you wait, the guiltier you'll feel. If you did it like the day you got it, like, oh, that's nice, pop. Like, okay, but now you're building up momentum of not having opened it yet. So the moment when you open it will have to be this like, this is the moment, like here now. And also, the longer you let it sit in there, the better it tastes. Well, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm going to bet. That a lot of work lit, went into the custom, sweet, awesome label. I doubt very much that they slapped that custom label on like a $300 bottle of wine. Yeah, no. it seems to me that if you get someone a bottle of wine that deserves to be celebrated, you probably don't cover up the label. I've uh, won quite a few murder mysteries uh, at Ravenswood Castle with the uh, the Shadow Stalkers group out there, and when they uh, commemorate the the victory, they give you a bottle of wine. I have several of these, and every time they give it to you, they say, "Now don't drink this wine because it's terrible." <laughs> it's like, oh, that's good. That's good to know. It's, cool. it's technically cooking wine. It's basically, yeah. Do you vinegar. like vinegar? Um, I think, I think you do. I do think you drink it though. Yeah, you I think there's something you got to save the bottle. Maybe you could turn that's it into a, like a vase or put some like yeah. colored sand in that's there. That's a good question though, Trav, cuz you are opening up yourself up to a second question of like what do I do with this empty bottle with a yeah. label on it? There's so many art projects you could do. Yeah, man, you make old sand art, you you could turn it into like a fun puppet or something. You could turn it into action figure for the kids. Just put a little ping pong ball on the top and you draw a cool face on it. <laughs> and you just like tape a gun onto it or something like that and it's like an <laughs> army man. Listen, if you're going to keep it as a souvenir regardless, I think you, what you got to ask yourself is what looks nicer. Like a full bottle of wine or an empty bottle of wine. I think you could probably sleep a bit easier knowing that you have a full bottle of wine in the house at all times. Like don't tuck oh, it's into like it. Like your emergency bottle. Yeah, exactly. It's better to know it's there and you don't have to use it. Well, and also, unless they're into like glass blowing, they didn't make the bottle. Like the the label is what matters, and you could like steam that shit off there. Yeah, steam it off and t- make a little brooch out of it, or slap that in like a like a wedding scrapbook, like. Slap it in a scrapbook, make it out and make it into a necklace or something. Do something fun with it. Put it on something you're never gonna finish, like a bottle of vegetable oil. I've yes. had the same one in my cupboard for like five years, never been tempted to drink it, not even I, once. I got an old bottle of vinaigrette, I could put that shit on. You know what I mean? No problem. Um why didn't they just give you a big old can big old can of vinegar? You, you just say, why would you do this to me? Why would you tempt me? With You know this is my favorite fluid, is wine. Why wouldn't you put it on a big box of baking soda and just stick it in my fridge for the rest of my life? Why wouldn't you just etch it into like a tombstone if you wanted it to be forever? Here's a tombstone. Will you be my bridesmaid? Thank you. This is not a threat. That's all etched on it. This will you be my. T- this is a tombstone. Will you be my bridesmaid? This is not a threat. I love you so much. I love you. There are people living in untouched, like rainforest villages that have not uh, seen the slightest glimmer of what we consider to be modern civilization in their entire history. Who I think I would have more in common with than a person who would take the time to create a beautiful gift to ask someone to be their maid of honor. I, I, I just want to take my hat off because I don't know where you're finding the hours in the day. I would like a few of them, but,
but uh, that's that's a very thoughtful friend right there. I I cannot fathom it. How would you do it, Justin? I just fucking ask if I remember to ask. <laughs> like if they show up and like, oh fuck, uh, la, 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 you uh, will you be my maid of honor? That you're in charge that. now. You're in charge now. I can't do this no more. I when I did it, I created a fancy label for different products that I knew the recipient would be so tempted by <laughs> that they would have to tuck into them. Um, so, Justin, what did I send you? I think it was a bag. I think it was like an unopened bag of Tastations. Yeah, that it was I had an like unopened bought, vintage I, bag of Tastations. I bought on eBay. eBay and I had sealed it with the label. That said, uh, you're my you're my brother, and I love you. And will you please be involved in this special day? Please don't tear the label up to get to the taste stations again. <laughs> and then I knew on the, on my wedding day, I made you get, show me the bag, and it was you were like, "What bag? What taste station? <laughs> what bag? I ate you, the bag. <laughs> you sent me uh, a can of Pete's Delicious Pringles that you had actually just masking taped the lid down, but had yeah. written on the masking tape. Will you be in my wedding party? Don't break this seal. Don't open. Don't pop. Don't stop. Do stop. Don't pop. And that's why I didn't show up at your wedding. That's exactly right. I felt so guilty because I popped and I didn't stop. Travis didn't show up because he didn't even realize it was an invitation. That's how quickly he ripped into those bad boys. <laughs> I Who just consumed this? it like a cartoon character. I put the whole can in my mouth and then pulled an empty can back out. For Evan, I just um, put the label over the um, over an Al Jarreau CD. <laughs> All of you failed me. A rare one. Um, should we go to the money zone? We're already there. Look around. Away you. we go. My Brother, My Brother Me is supported in part by Casper, an online retailer of premium, obsessively engineered mattresses uh, for a fraction of the price that you're going to pay in a, in a store. Travis, you sleep on a Casper. How's it going? It's going so because good. Because Casper sent us an email like, who wants to try out a Casper? And Travis is like, me. I do. I wanted a bed. I'm actually eyeballing it right now, waiting for the time when this stupid show is done so I can take a nap. And it's going to be so good. Like, listen, it's good for night sleeping, but it's so good for day sleeping. It's the best naptress I've ever had. Um, What's so good about it? It's, it's great. It's like a okay. cloud. Um, you know, I, I've slept on mattresses before that had like really uncomfortable springs in it and, you know, just couldn't seem to find a balance between like too soft and too firm. And it just all in all, like every mattress seemed like it was just trying too hard to win my favor. And Casper's not trying too hard. It just is. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so confident it's just in is, itself. Yeah. It's not trying um, to be what I want it to be. It's just being what it is. What I like about Casper, and I'll say it because it's taking too long, it has a risk-free trial and return policy. You can sleep on it for 100 days. That's 100. And they give free delivery to the U.S. and Canada. And they have painless returns. You don't like it? You just send it right back. And all the mattresses are made in America, and that's what I really like about it. Um, yeah, they're, they're really great. How, how can people get their hands on one of these trisses? Well, all they're going to want to do is go to casper.com slash my brother and use promo code my brother on one word at checkout. Terms and conditions do apply. That again, casper.com slash my brother and use promo code my brother, all one word and, at checkout. And when you and that, use that promo, you're going to get $50 off already wonderfully priced mattresses. It's only $500 for a twin size mattress and only $950 for a king size, which is a great deal. Yeah. So if you go to casper.com slash my brother and use the coupon code my brother, you'll get $50 off these already well priced mattresses. Go check it out. One thing about me undies, just got a new batch in the mail yesterday. Ooh, yeah. 
jungle print. You, you got put them, them jungle on. print? I got them jungle print on my loins, too. Yeah, yeah, I put them on. I was like, where'd my dick go? And I was like, no, just kidding. There it is. And it looks fantastic. It Thank changed you, my loins to lions. Um, me un- <laughs> me undies is so good. It's seriously the best. They're made of this tight micromodal fabric. Um, and, uh, which is sustainably sourced. It's twice as soft as cotton. It's indescribably comfortable. Once you try them on, you'll know why we call them the world's most comfortable underwear, why the world calls them that. And if you don't love your first pair, they're free. No questions asked. They won't be like, oh, really? Show them to me on your body now. How long have you worn? No, none of that. They won't send out the goon squad. Um, they got dozens of styles, limited edition prints to help you make a statement with your loins, uh, whether anyone can, can see them or not. But you'll know, and that's what's important. Shipping's free here in the U.S. and Canada. You can save up to 8 bucks a pair with the MeUndies subscription plan. You can get either one of those for 20% off your first order if you go to MeUndies.com slash brother. That's MeUndies.com slash brother. 20% off your first order. MeUndies.com slash brother. I've got a message here for Chris from Cody. This is a personal Yumbotron message, which is what I'm calling Jumbotrons from now on because they're so cool. yummy. After playing you the McRoy Family Fun Hour episode, I was a bit disappointed when you didn't seem too entertained. But on my birthday, (laughs) but on my birthday, when you made a special trip to pick us up a bag of Totino's Cheddar Blasted Pizza Rolls, I had to let the McRoy brothers and all the listeners know how much I love you and how lucky I am to be your husband. That's nice. I'm sweet. I'm sorry that Chris was not immediately floored by our antics, but I'm glad that our viral marketing wormed its way into his brain. Yeah. Those flavor biases shits is no joke. The How do they best. get so many flavors and so much of them on it? It's I can't tell. I think it goes a little something like this. I have another message here. This one's for Air Bear, and it's from Meglet, who says, oh, oh, they want us to sing. You can do this. Okay. It's a Hamilton thing. Oh. I know my sister like I know my own mind. You will never find bigger Bim Bam fans than she and I. That was I'd, really good. That was good. Can you do the whole thing? or If I tell her that I love him, she'd be recitedly resigned. He'd no, be I meant the whole Jumbotron No, the whole Jumbotron, you dummy. Oh, I thought you meant the rest of the song. I could do that. That was straight off the dome, by the way. That was Not really good. Not even looking at the lyrics page. I said, oh, Aaron, you are as beautiful and wise as CJ Craig. She would definitely be friends with you, IRL, as would Lin-Manuel Miranda. Happiest birthday from your baby sister. May your zone be full of adventure in your 30th year. I, we never received that much direction. That's a lot I, of direction. I, did, I, felt, I felt a little hemmed in. I wasn't able to do my free form, you know, my, my comedy. A lot of handle. Yeah, a lot of handling going on there. A lot of handling. A lot of, a lot of navigation. Manhandling, I'd say. A lot of Dan handling. <laughs> a lot of flan handling. Is this what we're doing? I'm Allegra Ringo. And I'm Renee Colbert. And we host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog? Renee, can I tell you about a dog I met this week? Uh, I wish that you would. In turn, though, can I tell you about a dog hero? May I tell you about a dog breed in a segment I like to call Mutt Minute? (laughs) I would love that. Could we maybe talk about some dog tech? Could we have some cool guests on, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nicole Byer, and Ann Wheaton? I mean... Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. You're on board. What do you say we uh, we do all of this and put it into a podcast? Yeah, okay. You think? <laughs> all right. Uh, should we call it like I don't know? Can I pet your dog? Sure. All right. Uh, what do you What do you say we put it on every Tuesday on Maximum Fun or on iTunes? Sounds the- good to me. <laughs> Meeting's over. Do you want a Yahoo? Yeah. Do you guys want to get political or not? Nah? Yeah. Yeah. 
So the Senate by uh, Zoe Kinski climbing that ladder or riding high. I think Zoe Kinski's riding high at this point. Um, it's by Yahoo Answers user Gator who asks, is Mary McCheese a Republican or a Democrat? Ooh. Mm-hmm. No, no additional information. Uh, elocuted or required or desired. Well, let's look at his policies. I think that will okay. give us a clear indication. He's yeah. for flavor. Loves right. it. Loves the shit. But he's anti <laughs> same sex marriage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So no, I think that's I think no, I think he's definitely for flavor. I think just like I don't think he's anti same sex marriage, right? Because they're all fry guys, right? What it really comes down to is is he pro grimace and bird person marriage? Yeah. That's the new frontier. He loves flavor. Let's just really focus okay, on he's, that. He's very pro flavor. We can all agree his on head that. is a his head is a ham. Like let's not be, let's not make fun here. His head's a fucking hamburger, and we know that, right? I think yeah. he's got to be t- he's got to be tough on crime, right? Because I think if the hamburger ever tried to steal his head, which would kill him, like that's a crime he doesn't want to happen. So he's got to be tough on crime. He's he's a living hamburger man who resigns over a world based around the selling and consuming of hamburgers. Well, I do want to get in here, Travis, and just correct you very quickly, in that he's not necessarily a hamburger man, but his head is a hamburger. He, he definitely uh, he's has like a, a human centaur, body. but a hamburger. Like, he's yeah, half yeah. hamburger, half man. He's a man burger. But this guy- man burger is selling baby burgers to the public to consume. Um. So, is a man burger, that means that... A guy fucked a burger, and I'm going to go ahead and put um, Wimpy on blast here from Popeye. <laughs> Definitely is 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 um, Mayor McCheese's dad. I'm just saying that with his, like, cannibalistic, like, lifestyle, I feel like we could launch— I don't launch... think he eats burgers, does but he? he? But he, like, he wants those babies to be eaten. I feel like he we could launch a very successful campaign against mayor mccheese if we wanted a, like a coup to replace mayor mccheese as the like mayor of hamburger town or whatever it's called mcdonald land uh speaking of mcdonald land i wanted to take a quick break to look at the wikipedia page for mcdonald land and i want to tell you guys about the wacky adventures of mom mcdonald this is a videotape series uh released from 1998 to 2001 by rugrats creators uh klasky supo um, i know i remember these tapes uh, the series depicted Ronald, Grimace, Birdie, the Hamburglar, and here's where we start to lose the plot a little bit. A few okay. new characters like Ronald's pessimistic dog, Sunday. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> Wait, what? Why would your do- How could you? How could you live? In- okay, you're a puppy named Sunday yeah. who lives in a place who- called McDonald Land, and you're pessimistic? How dare know. you? Oh, also, Ronald. E- even real living dogs in the Earth realm, not in the Dark realm, where Mc- where Hamburger Land takes place. Not in the upside place. down. Not in the upside down. Fucking real dogs are not pessimistic unless they used to be Kevin Spacey and they got transformed <laughs> by magic and are having a hard time finding their way Pessimistic home. is not a characteristic that I've ever heard attributed to a dog. Yeah, These my dog's videos. one of those real, real uh, di- uh, feeding dish half empty types of... These videos would begin in live action in what resembled a futuristic McDonald land. Then the characters would enter a tube or other means of travel. They would become animated. Hey, Klasky Subo, I think you might be trying a little bit too hard. Seems like maybe the pre-production phase went on a little bit too long for this series. Maybe you should just like 
chill out a little bit. How much premise do you need for your animated series How about McDonald's? How much premise do you need? <laughs> I'm pretty sure people already bought into the McDonald's brand enough that you didn't have to say, like, hey, you guys, uh, let's really sell them on this cartoon. You guys realize there haven't been McDonald's Land commercials since 2004? Isn't that weird? Doesn't it seem like they're still around? No, dog. <laughs> I want to be the person who updated this article because the last section covers the last 11 years of history and it says that they've been phased out. But um, the McDonald's Land characters continue to appear in McDonald's play areas, decorative seats for children's birthday parties, and bibs. The only role McDonald's, Birdie, Grimace, and Hamburglar appear in them. They also appear in some soft drink cups until 2008. They do, however, still appear as cookies in pouches, respectfully tiled McDonald's Land cookies. As of today, the character. <laughs> The well, they're, they're still burning through the same McDonaldland cookies that they made in 2002. Guaranteed. Absolutely. As of today, the characters appear on the windows of some McDonald's restaurants. The McDo- Modern commercials nowadays usually depict Ronald McDonald alone in real world situations. With real <laughs> so lonely. So all alone. So alone. Uh, 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 a, uh, <laughs> so uh, cold. Exiled from his land. <laughs> whether he visits a local restaurant or goes to visit sick children at a Ronald McDonald house. So like... I want to be the person who's like, oh, whoa, 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 park, 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 pull over, pull over, check that window. Uh, that's a grimace. I'm putting this on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, we found him. We found him. Um, that's another soft Mayor. spotting. Is Mayor McCheese, is his first name Mayor? Does he actually have the title of Mayor? Or is his name I mean, but I'm looking, I've been doing some deep wet Googling and... Uh, character description, Mayor McDonald Land, the cheesiest burger in town. Is that how we got elected? Was there no like proper vote there's like who's the cheesiest burger is this edwin sounded motherfucker according to the same wiki that justin and i are now the only two active users on in the whole internet um he's portrayed as a giggly bumbling and somewhat incompetent mayor well based on hr puffin stuff the character was dropped during the streamlining of characters in the mid 80s he died he did die i guess (laughs) he died (laughs) i guess he did die i have a hard time picking out his affiliation here but i feel like libertarian that would be my yeah that would be my thinking it, uh, oh, I'm actually looking here. It says Bull Moose Party. I'm 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 basing that on almost nothing, but I imagine like people will come to him and be like, "Mary McCheese, what are the laws? It's fucking chaos out here. Nobody's telling anybody what to do." And he's like, "Yup, exactly." And he like picks off one of his own sesame seeds and eats it. <laughs> no gods, no kings, only food. <laughs> no, says the man in Burger King. Does the sweat of my pickle belong to the to the bourgeoisie? Is the grease of my own bun on it? <laughs> no, says Dave Thomas. <laughs> no, says Long John Silver. <laughs> no, says the man behind Captain D's, whose name I don't know. Probably, probably starts with a D. Uh, probably starts with a D. He's probably a captain. It seems your cup of Sprite has gone empty. You can refill it at the Fountainhead. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my play place. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, this is a dumb fucking podcast. It's a dumb <laughs> podcast. <laughs> hey, brothers. I have a query which I could use a little help with. My boyfriend and I have been going out for almost a year now and are talking about moving in together. One problem, he lives out of his car, which has been cool. <laughs> Which is, I just think about what his head sounds like. Because if you think about it, he's yeah. had a one hamburger. He- anyway. It's got to be bad. Oh, you're talking about Mayor, the Mayor McCheese. Mayor McCheese. One problem. Okay. 
let me start. Not over. this man who lives in. I thought you were saying this person who lives in his car. No, Mayor McCheese's head has got to be rough by now. I've been dating okay. Mayor McCheese for about a year now. Well, he lives out of his car. He hasn't had much work lately. Hey, brothers, I have a query which I could use a little help with. My boyfriend and I have been going on for almost a year now and are talking about moving in together. One problem, he lives out of his car, which has been cool. I have my own place too. But the closer my lease is to ending, the more I notice when we talk about living together, the conversation sometimes ends up being about which van would be easiest for two people to live in. While I'm all for reducing my environmental impact, it's I was kind of hoping... What? It's a van? Sorry, go ahead, but it is a van. It is a van. My um, house is cool because it doesn't consume gasoline to go. Uh, I was kind of hoping to live somewhere with a toilet. <laughs> so how do I tell him we're not living in a car without squashing his sense of freedom? That's from Cramped in California. I don't... Okay, so this is going to be a real tough one because I don't want to... Yeah. I don't want to uh, uh, harsh anybody's mellow. I don't want if this yeah. is his lifestyle. And he's like into it. I don't get For it sure. personally, but but there okay. But there's 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 some room here to discuss because the thing is is like compromise and like a little bit of giving sixty forty as Justin has talked about before is very important here because I feel like there is a there is a middle ground between living in a car and living in like a three bedroom two bathroom. Like you know what that ground? Do you know what that ground's called? It's tiny house. Tiny home movement. I'm saying you could do tiny house that has a bathroom, has a toilet, has a tiny kitchen. Like feels like a tiny. It's not for me, God knows. But like this but might what or if, or like a studio apartment even where it's like oh no even better even better. There's a new HGTV show because of course there's an HGTV show about literally any kind of container in which you can store yourself. And your things and your loved ones. And there's one about houses that are also boats, and I think it's called Boat Home. Yeah, you could be on Boat Home. You could that- be on Boat Home in a boat home, dude. Boat well, Home, Alabama. What if you tell him you want to do a tiny home, and he decides to be a smartass, and you just come up one day, and he's just taking the wheels off? Like, there, mission accomplished. We no, live in a, a tiny home. home. No, because there are certain things that make a home, and it's love and a bathroom. <laughs> Me and my significant other, we um, we celebrate the big car movement. It's better than a small car to live in, but <laughs> Jesus, not much. Boat home. Boat home. How great would it be to be in a boat home? You're just like in the docks in Baltimore. You're just like, I'm done with Baltimore. Unhook. Bye. Well, but there's the, the other side of that where you wake up in the morning like, oh shit, we forgot oh, to shit. tie off. I miss uh, Baltimore. Hey guys, family, family meeting on the poop deck. <laughs> we don't live in Baltimore anymore. <laughs> Neptune has decided for us. <laughs> that's, that's really good because if you need a toilet, it's right there. It's called the ocean. It's yep. called the ocean. You can just pop that, pop open the hole in the bottom of the boat. Oh no, our belongings. <laughs> Why do boats have toilets? <laughs> yeah, think about it. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's our pride, man. What would you if you guys could have a boat home? Mm-hmm. Okay. What would it? What would it be? Because I wouldn't want a full it to just... yacht home. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, no, that's too... You Let's set a reasonable budget on Oh, this. okay. Well, you didn't... $150. I, I, I would want to live on a super massive uh, boat that's 100 miles long. No, Trav. Is, okay, is, if I can't do pirate boat home... No. I would like to do... I'd like to go the other way then and do full, like, Big River, Tom Sawyer, just like um, just a raft home. Oh, no roof, just right? Just me, just out there with my friend Jim... Just looking up at Just God's looking up bounty. at the stars and probably really hungry. Because yeah. you don't have a refrigerator or any way to or store a toilet food. or anything, yeah. Could I just do could I just get an RV and attach some 
really good balloons to it and just float that shit. Like lazy up? Yeah. Just float that RV. Up to open ocean? Up up to with fewer balloons because the first one stressed me out. (laughs) I remember watching up one just going like, oh, God, that's a lot of balloons. Are there going to be that many the whole time? Shit. (laughs) Wait, was the sheer number of balloons bothering you? Did you see? Do you remember watching up and like when the house first opens up and you're like, oh, he's going to float the house on some balloons? But then there's like a million fucking balloons and you're just like, oh man, that's way too many balloons to even look at. I don't know what you mean. Did you see the fucking movie? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people stopped watching it after that very sad intro that you had to pay your tears tax for. But then you get, so a lot of people quit and they don't even know how many fucking balloons there were that popped out of that house but there were so many and i just i tried i looked at them and i tried to count all of them and i was like this is a fool's errand because there were too many so many balloons it just got me so anxious you know what i'm talking about right yeah balloons would start popping during that movie and like would fall out off the house and i'd be like oh thank god more balloons that i don't have to worry about (laughs) But when they had the maximum number of balloons right there at like sort of like 25 minutes into the movie, I was like, fuck, that's way too many. Way too many balloons. I don't want to live on a historic boat that that we get some people coming by to like check it out. Because I I get lonely. What about a ferry that's in operation? So every day you just have thousands of visitors. Welcome Welcome to my ferry. Would you like to play a video game with me. Oh, that's nice. We could play, like, some euchre, you know? Please. Just, like, it's so nice to have visitors. Please take your shoes off on the ferry. I would like I to have. live on some kind of boat that no one believes that a human being should be living on. <laughs> like what, Trav? I don't know. Like, maybe, like, one of those submarines that they use in planet Earth to go down and look at, like, the stuff way, way down there, and it's just big enough for, like, one and a half people, and it's got tiny portholes. I would like for that to be my... It's like a tiny boat home movement. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm going for. Shit, we're getting away from the point. Should this person live in their significant other's car? No. Whose van are they going to live in? Um, I mean, I really think tiny home's the way to go here. I've, I watch them, and I just think, like, that would be so great. I mean, it's not ideal for me. I don't know that I could stand it, but, like... No, it's because you rip those cheesy blasters all the time, <laughs> dog. You blow the doors off the motherfucker. <laughs> now, it's mostly that I would just be constantly, like, Harry and the Hendersons, like, turning around and knocking stuff off of everything all yeah. the time. I do that now, and I live in, like, a full-sized home. I can't imagine how much chaos I would wreak upon a tiny home, but it would yeah. not be good. I would be like Alice in Alice in Wonderland growing through with my arms and legs and head poking out the sides and top. Yeah, I love it. And then you'd get your tummy cut open, your cake the whole time. Exactly. Just <laughs> I like don't Alice. like the tiny homes where they've built an extensive outdoor area. It's like, hi, <laughs> can you go home? Can you, you're cheating. Can you not? That's my home. That's part of my extended home, which is all outdoors. We have to share that. You can't claim it. I would like to have a tiny home that lives in the yard of my full-sized home. And it's just like my retreat home, just for me, when I want to feel like a giant. (laughs) Just the exact replica of your current home? Exactly the same, but like much smaller. Uh, What else would you have in your very tiny home, Travis? Tiny tables, tiny chairs, some tiny utensils. Maybe but they're all tiny, tiny to different scales. Yeah. So the table is like for a mouse. Mm-hmm. But but the chair is like for a dog. And it's like, well, this is just, come on. 
I don't want it to make sense. I want it to be like a tiny fun house. You know what I mean? And maybe one of the floors slanted and it gets to feel like I'm in like a tiny mystery house. That's fun. Why aren't there tiny mystery houses? Why aren't there more? Why? Okay. Why don't I have a house with a secret passage in it? Why don't any houses have secret passages? Well, yeah. Oh, you know, it'd be great. A secret passage between your regular size house and your tiny house. So that when guests like fall asleep, you just push them through the secret passage and they wake up in the tiny house and they're like, what happened? That's good. I have a great fucking idea. Okay. You have to call. You have to call the boyfriend's bluff by saying, oh, you want to live in a bigger vehicle? I was thinking we would simplify. I want to live with you, my darling love, on a horse. On a horse's back. Is oh. that, a, that will be our home. An oh, even smaller good. thing. It's going to be a big, it'll have a big saddle on it. And we'll have some saddle bags where we'll keep one plate and one can of beans. <laughs> that shall sustain us for the and rest of our lives. that sustain us. That and our love on this, on this, the back of a horse home. Have you seen the new HGTV show Horse Home? <laughs> it's, it's extremely short. Each episode's like two minutes, and and June and Jonathan is just like, this seems like a good horse. Saddle up, and that's a home now. That's a good. Home. Have fun out there. Be safe. Do you want an umbrella or something? Because you no. Okay, just the one can of beans. Okay, what's the horse gonna eat? You don't. The horse won't eat. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not a horseologist, but I think they would love some of those beans. But uh, folks, that's gonna do it for us. We hope you have enjoyed yourself. Uh, here on the on the my brother my brother me podcast, we're sorry if some parts were dumb. We don't mean for it to be dumb, you know. We're just doing our best out here. Uh, uh, we want to say thank you to um, let's see the maximumfund.org network. We don't always give them top billing, but I want to th- take a moment to thank them for all they've done for us and uh, for having us on their network. They've got a brand new show uh, called Tights and Fights. Uh, Hell yeah! If you, if you are a fan of uh, wrestling at all. Uh, you're really going to enjoy this show. It, it uh, includes as hosts, uh, for, for starters, our dear friend, Hal, uh, who is a very funny person and great to play Overwatch with. Highly recommended there. It also includes Mike Eagle and Daniel Radford. So uh, uh, you'll want to l- look for that wherever fine podcasts are sold. Tyson Fights is the name of that one. It's about wrestling. Uh, we also want to let you know our monikers game, I believe, is still going. How many more days do they have? Uh, a handful. A handful. Yeah, of by the small, time, a paltry handful. By the time there will not be another episode before it ends. There are literally two days left as you're listening to this. Do not sleep. If you've been waiting to the last minute, this is the last minute. Go to MacroyCollection.com. Order that now because it's not going to be available once that pre-order is done. It's I, gone. I, I really want to hit this hard. We have no plans to sell it as a product after this pre-order. The only people that are going to get it are people that pre-order it. I hope we've made it explicitly clear because I will shout down anybody who I, I won't shout down. But you, you don't don't wait until next week and then say like, oh, I should get. You cannot get it at that point. It's only pre-orders. It's the only way that we know how to make as many as we need. A portion of all sales are going to go to Grow Huntington, which is an organization here in our home city that is fighting addiction with urban farming. They actually just got their land and they are uh, trying to get the money together to get this urban farm going for people who are in addiction recovery. Um, it is 
it is a great, great effort, and uh, we hope to uh, be able to support them a lot. And every time you buy a copy of our game at MacroCollection.com, you are helping to do that. You can find more or, uh, info on that group, Grow Huntington. That's G-R-O Huntington.org. The, the expansion is only $10. Um, help support us. Help support Grow Huntington. And you know what? Get a fun game for you and your friends to play together. MacroCollection.com. Yeah, do not wait. Go there now. We, we wouldn't do this if the game sucked. It's a fucking great game we played all the time. Okay. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song and departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Um, we plugged Max Fun. We have other podcasts that we do both on and off Max Fun. You can find all of those at MacRoyShows.com. You can also find out how to like get in touch with us. I think Travis finally added my P.O. Box info. I there. did. I oh, did it. Buddy. Speaking of other podcasts, I did want to give a quick plug for it. This is not a Max Fun show. Uh, but uh, my cousin Michael and my father-in-law Tommy just started a new podcast called Court Appointed. Michael's a lawyer, uh, and the show is sort of about pop culture and how it intersects with the law, and you will learn things, but you're also going to have a lot of fun. There's a lot of dad jokes, and it's a very funny podcast, and I think you will very much enjoy it. Uh, They are on iTunes. uh, Just search for Court Appointed. The response to it has been really, really good, and uh, I think you really like it. If you ever listen to Sawbones or Schmanners, uh, which are sort of that historical kind of comedy podcast, I think you'll dig this. It's sort of a legal take on that uh, sort of structure, and I think you'll dig it. It's called Court Appointed. Check it totally out. I do a show uh, with my friend Tybee called Interrobang. We are doing our first ever live show. Saturday the 13th is when the live show is. It's at the three clubs here in Los Angeles. Tickets are only $8 at the door. Um, Come out. It's going to be a really great time. The show's at 7.30. So if you're in L.A., and you want to come out and either check out a new podcast or support a podcast you already like, uh, The Three Clubs, 7.30, August 13th. Come see Interrobang Live for the first time ever anywhere. Uh, do you guys want that final? Yes, I'm ready. Here comes. Sent in by 119,000 Yadru Drew. Drew Davenport, thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user, jmoney36116. Jmoney asks, what kind of apple juice comes in a small glass jar like the ones that were on the TV show Martin? It's <laughs> <laughs> Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. I know what he's talking about. Those shits was on Boy Meets World, too. You look good. Beautiful gloves brother refreshment. This has been my brother. My brother me kiss your dad's score on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Attention, Europe. This fall, Maximum Fun is bringing a bunch of your favorite podcasters to London. Catch Judge John Hodgman, International Waters, and Bullseye all recording live episodes at the London Podcast Festival. We'll have fan meetups and we'll be joined on stage by a glittering array of celebrity guests. The London Podcast Festival runs September 22nd through 26th, and you can buy your tickets right now. Just go to MaximumFun.org. 